0: Hello, I'm Ray with another podcast episode. You've probably heard the sad news. Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II passed away Thursday afternoon. That's the 8th of September. It's now Friday. So yesterday afternoon we had the news that she wasn't well. Buckingham Palace apparently don't normally give out that sort of news. They said that she wasn't too well. Her family started to travel to Balmoral Castle where she was. And later in the day, we had the the sad news that she'd passed away. Queen Elizabeth II, the longest reigning monarch in British history. 70 years as our Queen, so very sad news. I was born in '51, so she was Queen in '52. So I don't have a a lot of memory about that, obviously. But uh, yes, it's sad news. And I've got the flag, the Union flag at half-mast. I did that yesterday as soon as we heard the news. I must say that I think it's taken, well, both Trish and me by surprise. It just has how sad we feel. You know, we've both had tears, and it really has hit us hard. And I've heard other people say the same thing on television and on Twitter and wherever they go. It really has hit people hard. And people have said, "Well, I knew I'd be sad, but I didn't think it would get me like it has." People are in tears. So there we are. A great, uh, a great loss. I have to say. She's been there all my life, and she certainly will be missed. It's a strange feeling. I can't describe it, really. It's, it, it's like losing a member of your own family. A very sad day for Great Britain, and, well, I think for the world as well. I had thought not to perhaps have a podcast episode this Sunday, but then I thought, well, I'd like to, to say a few words, as I've done, pass on the news to you, you've probably already heard, And I think perhaps uh, I will go ahead with the podcast episode after all. Weather update before I go any further. 17 degrees, which is 66 Fahrenheit, I believe. The uh, barometer is 1006 millibars. The wind, as I say, the flag's at half-mast. But I can just see if I stretch, crane my neck, the wind is coming from the west. So not too bad. Just had a Met Office warning. Funnily enough, I was just saying to Trish... The sun's out, I've just been in the garden varnishing a piece of wood and it's a lovely day. Soon as I said that, Met Office email, weather alert, warning, warning, Will Smith. I was lost in space, wasn't it? Midday today, where are we now? It's 11 o'clock, midday today. Thunderstorms, rain, floods, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) There's that expression again I was on about the other week. Blah, blah, blah. You know what that means now, because I told you. Right. So that's the sad news, that's the weather forecast. Now, films, films, movies. Do you remember I was talking about that during the uh, midweek message last Wednesday? If you want to have a look at what England was like, Great Britain, Scotland, the rest of it, have a look at the old black and white films from the early days. If you go to talkingpicturestv.co.uk Load of information there. So that's all one word, talking pictures TV dot co dot uk and Ray, hello Ray. Ray sent me a, a link Real Streets Real as in film real, you know, R E R W E L streets. dot com. Load of information there. But it is great. I've had a lot of emails from you saying pretty much what I said. You look at the old films, you look out for The streets, the cars, the people, the houses, all the buildings. It is lovely to look back. All the old phone boxes, I was going to say red phone boxes, but of course in the black and white films, they're not red, are they? (laughs) Well, they are, but you can't see them as red. So it really is good fun. I have often thought, I like Laurel and Hardy, and I've often thought when I'm watching Laurel and Hardy films, some of them were filmed in the 30s. And it's great to see the cars in America. All the old cars, the streets, the people. And of course... The sad thing is, all those people in the 30s that are middle-aged and older, they're no longer with us. They've all passed on. But it is fascinating, though, to look at these old films. I remember when I first went to California in 1975, it was. I remember friends and family saying to me, Right, you're taking your camera, didn't have mobile phones then, taking your camera... Take pictures of things in Los Angeles and San Francisco that you don't see on the television. Don't take pictures of police cars and things like that. We see that on the telly, Colombo and the rest of it. Take pictures of parts of the towns and cities that we don't see on the telly. So I did. I went down the side streets, (laughs) took pictures of people's houses, which was great because People here found that interesting. I mean, not just houses, but all sorts of things. Little church. I remember I found a church. It was like the Peyton Place. Uh, do you remember that? Constance McKenzie and all this. <laughs> oh dear, happy days. But I found a little white wooden church. I took a photo of that and it was lovely. People liked that picture. I think out of all the photos I'd taken, that was the favorite. Just like the one on Peyton Place. I started to watch Peyton Place recently. I got to episode 30-ish. Was it about 30-something? And I stopped there. It was getting a little bit the same. Uh, Mia Farrow, apparently, so I read. Don't believe everything I've read. Uh, Mia Farrow only wanted to do one or two episodes at the beginning. But her contract wouldn't let her out. So she was in the whole thing. I don't know how true that is, but uh, that's what I read somewhere. I used to like Peyton Place back in... It was, must have been the 60s, was it? I watched that. Yeah, must have been the early 60s when I watched that on the telly. And again, it was exactly how America was then. It's no good watching modern films that are set in the 1950s because they change everything. If you look at things like Sherlock Holmes, the modern Sherlock Holmes, is it with... Well, I say the modern ones, you know, the later ones. In the In the gutter, they've rolled out the plastic... Sort of cobblestone to cover the double yellow lines, which means no parking. They take down TV aerials. I don't know whether they do that now, probably with computerized stuff, they can blot out TV aerials on buildings. But in the old days, before all this computer stuff, they used to actually climb up on people's roofs and take their aerials down. I mean, they paid them you know, and put them back up, and then just chuck it in their front garden and say, Well, there you are. When we finish filming, you can sort your area out. <laughs> So yeah, they actually used to change things, take aerials down and all sorts. I don't suppose they need to do that now with, um, what is it, CGI and stuff. On the computer screen, they can just block out the aerial. Getting a bit of a croaky voice. I might have to have a drink of coffee or tea or something in a minute. Also with the films that are modern films, but set in the early days, I like looking for mistakes. You'll see cable TV, you know, cables going up the side of a house. Well, hang on, they didn't have cable TV in 1920. (laughs) I like looking for things like that that they've missed. And there are quite a few, if you have a look, there are quite a few. I remember one of the Poirot, you know, Hercule Poirot? (laughs) One of the episodes, he was at Croydon Airport, Croydon Aerodrome, which was actually Shoreham Airport just down the road from me. And on our airport, there's a UHF TV aerial. It's still there. And in the Poirot film, which was set in the, I don't know, 40s, 50s, there's this UHF TV aerial still on the the airport building. And they didn't have UHF TV back then. So that's a mistake. And whenever I see that episode, I look for it. Look, there it is. I say to Trish, look, look, there's the aerial. And she says, yes, I know. You've shown me a million times before. (laughs) But little mistakes like that, it's good fun. And continuity. Trish is good at continuity errors. She'll often point out, she'll stop the programme, she'll pause it and say, See, that chap's wearing a red tie, and yeah, okay. And she goes back a little bit. Look, he's got a green tie. And in in the next shot, there's a red tie. And there was one uh, she showed me the other day, I forget what film it was. Chap had half a glass full of whiskey or whatever. In the next shot, it was empty. And then the shot after that, when it went back to him, the glass was full. (laughs) So I don't know. It's just silly, I know. But I do like things like that, finding the mistakes. Just had a news update. King Charles leaves Balmoral for airport ahead of flight to London. There we are. King Charles, King Charles III. So talking of mistakes, you're probably thinking, well, there's a lot of continuity errors in your podcast. One, minute I'm talking about the weather, then a news update, then I'll go on about something I've heard on my shortwave radio, and then back to films or whatever. <laughs> Talk about digress. I think what it must be, I, I'm reminded of things. If I start talking about an old film and I saw Poirot in a film and there was an old baker phone, I might then say to you, I've got a baker phone in the hall. Got it from that uh, place where we cleared out a load of stuff in Seaford, one of Trisha's friends. And I'll go off about about this Bakelite phone that I've got. But I will eventually get back to why I mentioned Bakelite phones, because it was in Poirot, which I then can't remember. (laughs) Anyway, there we are. I suppose it makes it all good fun. I think these days we need a bit of good fun, don't we? We need a bit of laughter and happiness and things. Someone was saying on the radio that uh, within a couple of days we've had a new king... And a new Prime Minister, Prime Minister Liz Truss. She's now, uh, she's been in the House of Commons. Did you see that? Prime Minister's question time, that's Wednesday at midday. That's our time here, of course. Another breaking news. Oh, King Charles is going to address the nation. And he's with the Queen Consort. Camilla isn't the Queen. In fact, some news readers have been getting it wrong. They've been saying King Charles and Queen Camilla. It's not. She is the Queen Consort I must admit I don't understand it all, but that's okay because even the news readers get it wrong. So there will be a, a an addressing of the nation from King Charles at some stage today. Talking of digressing, I've got a list here. I've had to make a list: the shed roof leaks, the house roof leaks, concrete the driveway, Trisha's boots need repairing. <laughs> Dear. The back gate needs sorting out. Oh, and I've got to change the toilet seat in the downstairs loo. It cracked in half. I don't know why. You're probably thinking, because I'm overweight. No, I'm not. I've just lost another pound. So I've lost now, what is it? Uh, 16, 16 pounds, I think, in the last couple of months or whatever. So that's, I'm saying whatever again, aren't I? So that's good. So that's my list of jobs to do. I've started some of them, but what I'm finding is, as I tick jobs off, More appear on the list, so I do one job and another two are added. (laughs) Never mind. Just going back to the weather again here in Britain, where I'm on the south coast, as you know. We have had thunderstorms just about every night. Lashing rain. I don't think... We can't be in a drought. Not now. What I want to do, possibly this weekend... No, not the weekend. It's busy. I want to go to Arundel to have a look at Swanbourne Lake. Did I mention that? We actually walked out across... Uh, well, the dried up, what was the lake, the dried up bit, you can walk out quite a few yards, metres for those of you that are metric. And we've had so much rain recently, I want to go and have a look to see how the lake's doing. I'm sure now it must be, if not full, certainly back to almost where it was, where it should be. But there can't be a drought now. Another news, Premier League postpones this weekend's games. The Premier League football lot have postponed games this weekend and i have heard also that the railway with people that were going on strike on the railway they're not now going on strike i mean it would be awful people want to go to london they want to go to buckingham palace pay their respects then they find the railway doesn't work you know it's closed down because they're on strike so they're not doing that they are well, not cancelling probably postponing the strike which is good did you hear that little chink like cutlery, cup and saucer or whatever. I wonder whether Trisha's making my lunch, because I am starved. A lot of things will change now. Things that you might not think of. Stamps will now have King Charles on there, rather than the Queen. Uh, Coins, notes, money, that will change, won't it? So much will change. And things like HMRC, Her Majesty's... Revenue and customs is now his majesty's revenue and I can't it worries me talking about the tax man his majesty's revenue and customs keep away from that place (laughs) it's not far Um, their main well about main headquarters but one of their big buildings isn't far in fact if I look out of the bedroom window I can see it so I have to behave myself when it comes to paying tax. Because <laughs> they're just round the corner. They probably look out of their window and see me. Look, there's that chap. That's him. Look, look, go round there and sort him out. No, I do pay tax. I've always paid tax properly. Going back to black and white films, movies. Another thing I like doing is looking at the prices of things. They'll have a scene perhaps set in a pub. And they'll have the prices on the wall, like on a small blackboard. And it'll say, I don't know, a pint of bitter or whatever. Tuppence. And oh, that's two old pennies. <laughs> Tuppence? Good grief. What is it now? Well, at least £5 a pint. And in London, I think it's £10 a pint or more. And if they're in a, a railway station, like a, a cafe or buffet-type place or the railway station, you'll see, I don't know, pie and mash. Sixpence. Sixpence. That's the old... That's two and a half... Well, no, oh, dear, here we go. What was sixpence in the new money? Two and a half pence? Yeah, two and a half. Yeah, because a shilling is five new pence. I don't know, I can't keep up with it, all, all this changing stuff. That's caught on now, hasn't it? That's it, that expression. What's that in old money? So if someone says, oh, it's 350 centimetres, they'll still say, yeah, what's that in old money? Meaning inches. So that's caught on. When was that? It was it 1971 that we went decimal, didn't we? That was a rip-off. They rounded everything up by about 10 pounds. <laughs> well, not quite 10 pounds. Now look at that, the sun's shining again, black sky over the, to the north, really black, but the sun's out. Did you see the lovely rainbow? Was it over Balmoral Castle or Buckingham Palace? Can't remember, yesterday, uh, Thursday, lovely rainbow. But I'm going to watch the weather because it's now quarter to 12 and they said rain, thunder and all this stuff. Did I tell you? I, I messaged them, the Met Office, because on the app it says, how do you find our forecast? Let us know are we accurate? (laughs) I said, no, you're not. I said, you keep changing it. One minute you say it's going to rain and at the appointed time, the sun's out. Then you say, oh, it's going to be sunny and then it rains. And I did say to, I wasn't rude, but I did say that for a forecast, I'm better off to go outside and look at the sky because it's more accurate. Oh, look, it's raining. So anyway, yes, quarter of an hour I've got and I'm going to keep an eye because they said rain and thunder at 12 o'clock at noon. And I must, they could be right, I must say they could be right. The sky is absolutely black, laden with water by the look of it, and it is heading this way. So this will be the ultimate test for the Met Office. Well, I've just had my lunch and it's now 12.30 and the sun's out. And I've checked the forecast on the app and it says sunshine and a little bit of cloud all afternoon. All the thunder, the lightning, the torrential rain, all those icons have gone. So what is the point? (laughs) What is the point in having a weather forecast? I just glanced at my notepad and it says Gatwick Airport. I'd forgotten that. Taking daughter and her hubby to Gatwick Airport. We're picking them up at six in the morning, get them there by seven. So early start for me tomorrow, which is Saturday, the day before you'll be hearing this. I won't go to Heathrow. I said to all the family, I'll do Gatwick, because it's only up the road from here, but I will not do Heathrow Airport delivery or collection. Oh, by the way, we have to pay at Gatwick now to drop people off or pick them up. Dropping off in particular takes no more than two minutes. Get out of the car, suitcases out of the back of the car, job done, drive off. But we have to pay £5. <laughs> why do we have to pay £5. It's not as if someone comes along with a trolley and helps to unload the luggage or load up or whatever. Who gets the £5 or what for? I don't know. So anyway, early start tomorrow morning, which is fine by me because I'm awake at four, as you know. I've told you that before, haven't I? Four o'clock, half past four, I'm awake. Oh, another update on the, the doom and gloom of winter is on the way. No, it's not. It's autumn Half past six in the morning now, it's still dark, just getting light at half past six. Won't be long, I'll be saying it's eight o'clock in the morning and it's dark. What I hate, well not now, I don't go to work, what I hated was going to work in the dark, coming home in the dark, awful, you never see any daylight. But we're not there yet, evenings are beginning to draw in a little bit as well, but uh, no, we're still, let's, let's enjoy autumn, the fall, let's enjoy that. The leaves falling and things getting cold and no 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 let's let's enjoy it (laughs) we've got the winter to come which i reckon will be mild this year what are your thoughts on that i think here in the uk anyway we're going to have a, a mild winter we shall see whether i'm right or whether i'm like the weather forecast completely wrong Going back to old films and programmes, I don't know whether I mentioned Zed Cars. Have a look at that on YouTube. I'm sure all these things are on YouTube. Zed Cars, that was black and white from the well, early 50, late 50s, rather, early 60s. Again, you can see the cars and uh, the, the streets and the people, the way they dressed, all interesting stuff. I should have made a list of films uh, for you to have a look at, really. But um, just go on to YouTube, just put old British black and white films. (laughs) I'm sure a load of stuff will come up, most of which you probably won't want to watch. There will be some interesting things there, I'm sure. Things like the, what was it, The Saint with Simon, Simon Templer, Roger Moore, Simon Templer, The Avengers, Diana Rigg as uh, Mrs. Peel and Steed. Uh, (laughs) they're They're all 60s, I believe. Some of the early black and white films such as Agatha Christie. It's the music that gets me, all this dramatic music as something's about to happen. The music is building up and building up and uh, it's, it's all fantastic. I, I love it. I think I've said in the past that I also like the old radio programmes because you can, as I used to as a kid, the old radio on the bedside table, listening to a play in the evening, I'm supposed to be going to sleep. So I've got the volume down and the music's going, <laughs> it's brilliant, and you can picture it in your mind's eye. Picture what's happening. You hear a door creak, and then someone screams. And oh, it's fantastic! I remember once I had the radio a little bit loud, and this woman screamed in this play, really loud scream. And my mother came rushing in. You're all right. You're right. I said, No, no, it's the radio. You shouldn't have the radio on. You're supposed to be asleep. But I used to love the old radio plays. They were really interesting. And as I say, use your imagination. You haven't got to stare at a screen all the time as we do these days. I was talking about continuity errors and things like that earlier on. Another thing, because I've repaired and restored vintage valve radios, tube radios for decades, I know what sort of era various radios come from. So you get a film set in, say, the late 30s, And they've got a 1950s radio as one of the props on on the set. You know, there's a 1952 radio, for example. And it's meant to be 1938, the film's set in. I've often wondered why they don't just check that. Just check a few facts like that. I suppose they've got so much to check, haven't they? This is the films, you know, the modern films that are set in the old days. Obviously, if it was 1938, they wouldn't be able to get hold of a 1950s radio to have in their film, would they? (laughs) Obviously. There are continuity people, aren't there, that check all this sort of thing. I suppose they can't check everything. And also the majority of people wouldn't know when a certain type of make or model of radio was manufactured anyway, I suppose. It's only the odd nerd like me (laughs) that sees these things. Another thing, being a radio ham, a radio amateur, Morse code. Whenever they had Morse code in war films or whatever it is they're doing, you hear a little bit of Morse code. It never means anything. Why don't they get someone to send a bit of Morse that is relevant to the films? I don't know. I've never understood that because people have said to me, what's that say? And I have to say to want it's it A, Z, U, B, that's nothing. That's nothing either. Oh, C, D, A. Well, that's nothing. Why not get someone that can send a little bit of Morse code, just a, a sentence or something, to make it more Realistic. I don't know. I suppose, again, it's only the old nerd like me that can read Morse Code. (laughs) I think the old films are good for bringing back memories as well. I remember steam engines. They were in use on the line down, well, all over the country. But I used to go and sit by the track as a kid and watch the steam engines. Drivers would always wave when I waved to them. They'd blow the whistle and wave back. Great fun. Happy days. And looking at the old steam engines on the films, the old films, brings all that back. So it's really nice to see. I used to like sitting there. I'd sit there for hours by the side of the track, watching the trains go by. I think the last steam engine ran in 1967, am I right? Or am I wrong? I think it was 67. In fact, the other day I was driving near, uh, well, in Shoreham. Oh, the traffic. I won't go into that. The traffic. Good grief. It took me an hour, to get from Worthing to Shoreham. You won't believe that. Well, you'll have to, because it's true. Anyway, that aside, I saw, we went under, drove under a railway bridge, and it was the old line from Shoreham to Stenning. And as a kid, I went on that. It was a steam engine, a steam engine. People call them steam trains. They're not steam trains. They're steam-driven or steam-pulled trains. So you've got the engine, the steam engine at the front, and the train behind. The train isn't steam at all. It's just a load of carriages, coaches, things like that. And we drove under this bridge. Well, we parked under the bridge, actually, because the traffic was that bad. Parked there for ages in the queue. And I said to Trish, this bridge, I went over this on the line to Stenning, pulled by the old steam engine. I remember it well. Fantastic day out that was. A couple of years ago, we were at, uh, there's a little pub. Do you know the Clayton Tunnel? Is it the north? I think it's the north end of the Clayton Railway Tunnel where the line comes out. There's a house. There's this whole kind of, what is it called? A facade or something all around the entrance to this tunnel. It's all lovely sort of stonework and stuff like that. And on top, there's a house. And people live there. In fact, it, there was a TV program about it some time ago. And I was leaning over the bridge looking at the track, and a train came out of the tunnel so i waved at the driver tris said what are you doing you're not a kid anymore and he only waved back and blew the horn didn't he? you know the do it <laughs> and he's waving to me that made my day that did actually yeah look up clayton tunnel it's on the line from brighton to uh, london have a look at that and you'll probably find a picture of what i'm talking about i must just mention janet janet where are you i haven't heard from you it's worrying i hope you're okay I was expecting to hear from you with uh, one or two of your rude emails that I've never able to read out. So uh, if you are still okay, Janet, and I hope you are, email me just to say, yes, I'm here and I'm fine. Be nice to hear from you. And also, if anyone else wants to email me, raiserants at protonmail.com. Raiserants, all one word, at protonmail.com. Be great to hear from you. And as I always say, I do try to answer all emails. I might miss the odd one or two. I don't quite know how that happens. In fact, one the other day, I, I sent it, or I thought I'd sent it. And I thought, oh, that's funny, I haven't had a reply. The hours were going past, I hadn't had a reply. And I looked in the sent box and it wasn't there. It was kind of saved as a, a draft. I don't know. So I clicked send and off it went. I don't know how these things happen. Well, I do know how these things happen. It's me, isn't it? It's not the email set up, it's me. Talking of being stuck in traffic jams, I don't mind going to Gatwick at six in the morning because it's straight up the A23 to the airport. There'll be no traffic to speak of. It's Saturday morning as well, so not to any school run. Oh, we can tell they're back at school. Stone the crows. Can we tell that the kids are back to school this week? Roads are solid, jam-packed. Went to the post office the other morning. They opened at half eight. We left here at eight. We thought we were going to be a bit early. By the time we got there, it was half eight. And it's only up the road. The, the roads are just jammed with cars. They just don't move. They're, they're gridlocked. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. It's just going to get worse, obviously. It's not going to get better. And the state of it, I'm going to go on about potholes now. No, I won't bore you, but honestly the state of our roads, some of the side roads round here where I live. They put speed bumps in. What is the point of putting speed bumps in when the road is full of massive potholes anyway? Speed bumps are meant to slow the traffic down. Well, they don't need those because the potholes slow the traffic down. I don't know how cars survive these roads. The other day I was driving home and the cars rocking. It's a bit like being in a in a boat in a rough sea, rocking about, bashing around you think you're in a storm out at sea. The suspension, I, I don't know how it takes it. And the, of course the tracking for the, the steering, tracking has probably knocked that out. It's dangerous actually. They were saying on the telly recently that it would take something like, was it 20 years to repair all the potholes and all the roads in the country or something? 20 years. I think the the thing is, it's a bit like my list of notes is isn't it? My list, uh, where are we? Shed roof, house roof concrete the drive, sort the back gate out, fit the new toilet seat, repair Trisha's boots. You've got to keep up with these jobs, because if I ignore that list, it will just grow and grow and grow until I've got a list so long, I can't ever do any of them. I just would never get through the list. And I think that's what they've done with potholes, year in, year out. Oh, that'd be, yeah, we'll do that next year. That'd be okay. Yeah, we'll do it after Christmas. Well, I tell you what, let's wait till the spring when the weather's a bit better. No, we'll do it in the autumn. And of course, you just get more and more potholes, and in the end, you get to the stage where they must look at the potholes and say, "Well, we, we don't know where to start. There's that many. We don't know what to do." I remember going to Spain in the 70s and thinking how bad the roads were—not all the roads, but some of them. You think, "Good grief! How do they manage with these roads? Dreadful roads." Nice to get home and drive on our nice roads. It's the other way round now. My parents went and lived in Spain for a while. They came back. But they went and lived out there and we went out to see them. We hired a car and we're driving around these beautiful roads, even not just in the you know the main towns and cities, but even out in the sticks. The roads were nice. And I tell you what, better than our roads. So everything's turned round. I don't know what's going on. Now what's happening is a lorry out there. Mind you, that's another thing. The massive lorries. When I did go to Shoreham and back the other day, huge, huge lorries on small little side roads. They weren't designed for lorries like that. Massive things, you know, with the big ships, containers on, huge lorries like that. of course they couldn't get through. You've got to move over as they're coming towards you. You have to move over and kind of park on the pavement to let them through. They shouldn't be on the little roads. Anyway, there we are, nothing I can do about it. That's that rant over. What should we moan about next? Look, there's blue sky up there. Thunder, lightning and rain, My, my foot. (laughs) dear, happy days. So tomorrow the agenda is uh, Gatwick, back from Gatwick Airport round to my mum's, spend an hour with her, do a bit of housework for her and have a coffee and a chat. Back here, family round for lunch and then I think a bit of peace and quiet after that. Nothing planned for Sunday. We're off to Kent next Wednesday, off to somewhere in Kent, I forget where. Uh, End of this month we're going to Bournemouth for the weekend our wedding anniversary. We always do that. We have a little weekend away somewhere. We've been to Bournemouth before. Rather nice down there and not a bad journey. M27 through the New Forest and then down to Bournemouth. It's nice. I love the New Forest. It really is a beautiful place. There's the wild ponies and stuff like that. It's fantastic. But of course, you know my favourite place, don't you? And it really annoyed me the other day. I looked on the, you know, this Find Your Friends app thing. I looked on there I thought, what's my sister-in-law doing? She's driving through Emsworth. And I looked a bit later, she's in Portsmouth. And I said to Trish, what are they doing down in Portsmouth? She said, I don't know. Next time I looked, she's in the middle of the Solent in the sea. <laughs> I said, well, she's either going for a swim with her phone or she's on the ferry. they have gone to the Isle of Wight for the weekend. And I messaged my sister-in-law. And I said, oh, that's my island. You should have taken me with you. You should have invited me. And she just sent a funny face back. (laughs) So they went, yeah, they went for the weekend. I think there was a vintage car show. So they took their 1940s Vauxhall. And luckily the weather was okay. So they enjoyed that. And I was most envious. I was put out. No, I wasn't really. But I do like the Isle of Wight. Talking of trips away, I forgot to tell you where my daughter and her husband are going. Did I tell you? They're going to Disney, Florida. That's a long way to go, isn't it? They love it there. They've been many times to Disney in Florida. They go to the Paris one as well, but obviously the Disney Florida one is the main one. I went to Disney World, was it in California in 75? I think we went to, yeah, we did. We went to Disney, whatever it was called, and Universal Studios. I know we've got some listeners in California, so you all know what I'm talking about. That was all quite amazing. Didn't make it to Las Vegas. The people we were staying with, um, wife's uncle, he said, We'll get to Las Vegas one of these days before you go back. We were there three weeks and it just didn't happen. It, we didn't fit it in. There was so much to do. So that was the only disappointment. I'd like to have gone to Las Vegas and lost some money. <laughs> no, not lose money. I don't do the gambling stuff. It would have been nice just to have a look round though and just to say that I'd been there, which I can't. But I have been to LA. Talking of California. There were four frogs on our lawn the other night. I went out there in the dark, about, what, nine o'clock in the evening, I suppose, ten o'clock, lashing with rain. I stood under the patio roof and I saw four big frogs hopping about on the lawn. I'm sure we've got more than that, but that was really nice. The most we've ever had was nine. Years ago, one summer evening, it had been raining and I counted nine frogs on the lawn. And do you know, the next day, eight of them were still on the lawn, dead, I don't know who or what had done it, probably cats. Eight of them were dead, so only one had gone off somewhere and hopefully survived. So yes, four frogs out in the lashing rain and there's lightning going on and there's these frogs hopping about. They're loving every minute of it. It was great to see them. I don't know what California's got to do with frogs, but not to worry. The pond is kind of okab. That's obviously where all the frogs hang around. The pond's doing okay. I had to take a load of weed out the other day It just builds up and up, especially when you get a lot of sunshine, nice weather, the water's warm, the weeds just go mad. And I pulled a load out to get rid of, and I put them in a bucket. And, you know, a few days later, I thought, I'd better sort that bucket out. And it absolutely stank. It had gone stagnant. God, what a smell. (laughs) I went made the mistake of tipping it out on the lawn, because I thought what I'd do is tip it out and then just take out the bits of weed the water can soak away luckily it wasn't long till we had some rain and it all got washed away but uh, stagnant water doesn't it stink back to the old films again there was a film we were watching the other day i forget what it was and there's a 1950s coach like a single decker bus you know coach and tris said look at that old coach look that." she drove those round in those days and she's talking about this old coach and i said hang on we used to get taken to the swimming baths, the local swimming baths, from our school in a coach just like that in the 50s. And she laughed, said, you're showing your age. It was exactly the same coach with a kind of curved stripe down the, the side of it and exactly the same. And then we saw something with uh, the old London buses and trolley buses. Who remembers the old trolley buses with the, was it the pantograph up to the wires? They were around London, weren't they? And I remember near where my nan lived in Sutton in Surrey. They had trolley buses, Croydon, around there. They were fantastic. In fact, I think I've mentioned this before because I've said they then went to diesel. Then they're saying, oh, diesel engines stink. Pollution. We ought to have electric buses. Well, we had electric buses, didn't we? Back in the 40s, probably the 30s. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I've, uh, I've lost a bit of weight, as I said. I'd had a blood test the other day. The older you get, the more they keep saying, come around for a blood test. Come around here. Come around to the surgery. We want to check this and check that. Seems I'm around there every five minutes. Well, not quite five minutes. So I went to have the blood done. And the nurse said, oh, I've got a trainee girl here. Do you mind if she takes your blood? I said, no, that's fine. She was very good, actually. Anyway, I had the result. It was a diabetes check. They do that every six months or so. And the last one, uh, what was it, back in February, it was verging on pre-diabetic I thought oh, oh that's dodgy anyway now I'm normal well no I'm not normal I'm never normal you know that but uh, my whatever it is levels are normal so I think that was a one-off I think I just had a probably had a big fried breakfast or something and whatever it is that puts diabetes levels up so I'm okay but I do think though as Trish pointed out I think losing weight must have helped because that's to do that's connected isn't it with diabetes I mean I don't know I'm not a doctor I wanted to be a doctor when I was a kid I thought about I mean I wasn't good enough academically but I did think it would be great being a doctor I don't know why I wanted to do that I was always interested in kind of anatomy biology and stuff like that but as I get older I think well, I don't know I see the people around there in the waiting room and and I thought I really wouldn't want to sort of examine them and <laughs> get too close to some of them. I shouldn't say that, it's awful, isn't it? Mind you, they probably don't want to get too close to me. When I got to the surgery there was a computer screen, you know, you have to put stuff in there, your date of birth or whatever. And it said, You are in the wrong place. Big red writing came up, you are in the wrong place. And I said to I told it, I said, No, I'm not. I mean, it doesn't listen to you, but I told it anyway. And what it was, I was booked for a telephone call from the doctor, because they phone your mobile these days. Well, I'd already had that call last week. And I don't know why, but I had a text message saying, you will have a phone call today. So the computer is telling me I'm in the wrong place, because I'm going to get a phone call on, I don't know. Anyway, I had to go to the desk. And the chap said, Oh, no, go on the screen. And I said, oh, that doesn't work. He said, yes, it does. Anyway, he came round. I said, no, it doesn't look. And he did it. And he said, oh... Well, that's because you're having a phone call. And I said, yeah, but I'm not. That was last week. (laughs) Oh dear! Anyway, that's another story. Let's not go on about that. What can I moan about? What can I moan about? As if I haven't moaned enough. Oh, yeah, the other day, going to the post office. So went. I know the side roads, you know, little roads to keep off the busy main roads. So there's a van parked in the middle of the road. And they're loading up this van with a load of rubbish from someone's front garden. And there's a queue of traffic the other side of the van. Then someone else came up behind me, and then someone else. And we're all obviously thinking, well, it can't be too long. The van will be going in a minute. It didn't. It just carried on. People are trying to turn round in this small side road. There's people shouting and swearing and blasting horns. And the daft thing is, outside this house, where they were loading the rubbish, there was a place to park. He could have parked there perfectly legally. Oh, no, no, he chose to block the road stoner crows. That's something else I like about the old films, the traffic or lack of traffic. Even in in London, in the centre of London, it looks busy on the old 40s and 50s films, all the cars racing about, but there aren't that many cars when you have a proper look. There aren't that many at all. These days I wouldn't drive anymore to London. I forget when I last drove there, but I certainly wouldn't drive anywhere near London these days. In fact, I don't even want to go to London these days. I'm quite happy staying here in my room, (laughs) in my studio. But again, though, looking at the the old road signs on these films, it's funny. You come up to a junction and it says halt. These days it says stop. I wonder why they put halt, because that's what it used to say, halt. And everything was on black and white posts. The old uh, Venetian beacons, they were on black and white posts with a big orange... Globe at the top, flashing light in there. And keep left signs all over the place. Keep left, keep left. (laughs) All black and white. Everything was black and white. It's lovely to see in the old films. It just, as I said, brings back memories. Takes me back to the good old days. Of course, there was no double glazing. Nothing like that. People didn't have double glazed windows. They didn't have, hanging outside their house, a ball of plastic leaves. What's all that about? Hang on, are my neighbours... Some of my neighbours might have that. I think they listen to the podcast. No, I quite like a ball of plastic leaves hanging outside the front door. Actually, I don't. It, it's daft. My daughter had that. I think she's gone, gone and got rid of it now. But at her house, each side of the front door, on a, on chains, there's a big ball of plastic leaves. And I said to her, "What's that meant to be?" She said, "Well, leaves." I said to her, "Is it meant to be a plant, or you know, it looks like a spaceship?" <laughs> And she said, no, no, it's supposed to look like it's growing. And I said, well, how can it grow? There's no pot. It's just a ball of plastic. Anyway, shortly after after that, she got rid of it. I reckon she looked at it and thought, yeah, he's right, actually. It looks stupid. I don't like these plastic. I don't like plastic lawns. I know a lot of people these days have plastic lawns. What is it? AstroTurf? I don't like it. It's not good for the insects. It's not good for anything. You have to hoover it, don't you? You have to get the vacuum cleaner out and hoover the lawn. (laughs) I don't like that. I'd rather have our lawn, even though the other night it flooded and there's mud and there's worm casts everywhere and leaves all over it. Now the the fall is coming, autumn. But I'd still rather have that than uh, have to go out there with a vacuum cleaner and (laughs) vacuum up the leaves. I'm going to have a quick break and make a cup of tea because King Charles, I nearly called him Prince Charles, King Charles III apparently is outside Buckingham Palace talking to the crowd. He's not doing his speech, I believe, till six o'clock this evening. But uh, I'm going to have a quick look on the TV. Yeah, I've just had a message here. Uh, Breaking news, King Charles III and Camilla Queen Consort greeting cheering crowds as they arrive at Buckingham Palace. I shall go and have a look at that on the telly and have a cup of tea and I shall be back in a minute. Well, that was a long minute. It's now Saturday lunchtime and uh, Charles is now King Charles III. I've been watching it on TV most of the morning. All the pageantry and bits and pieces that go on, quite amazing. It must take quite a bit of organising and I think there's a the coronation, I'm not up on all this royal bits and pieces, coronation, I believe, next year, I think the Queen's coronation was in 53, even though she became Queen in 52. So probably next year for King Charles III. I wonder whether any of you watched it somewhere around the world on your television. Perhaps let me know. Went up to Gatwick this morning, Gatwick Airport. Woke up at five, which was late for me. I'm normally awake by, what, four, half four. Five o'clock it was I woke up. Quick shower, quick bit of... Marmalade on toast, a cup of tea, and we were off. Uh, Picked up daughter and husband, took them up to Gatwick Airport. Quite a lovely time of day. I've always liked getting up early, as you know. Lovely time of day, driving up to Gatwick, went up the A23, and uh, that became the M23. Lovely looking at the fields, all the mist hanging over the fields. It's really nice. Of course, as soon as the sun comes up, then that's it. The mist all disappears, but uh, lovely time of day. And we saw an aeroplane coming into land, went right across the motorway in front of us. Very low down, fantastic sight. Whenever I see that, I, I wonder how they stay up there because they appear to be going so slowly, just slowly coming in across the motorway and down and down onto the runway. Yeah, fantastic sight, uh, always worth having a look at. I used to go up to Gatwick, uh, my Dad used to drive us all up there when I was young. And there was a, I can't remember the name of the road. It was a country lane, which was at the end of the runway. And we used to park there and the planes taking off were literally just a few feet above us. It was fantastic. And the noise, the roar of the engines. I remember that. I might have to try and find out where that little road is. Look on Google Maps, of course, these days. Not an atlas like we used to and find out where it is and perhaps go up there with Trish. I'm sure she'd love that. <laughs> she'd love that. We'll take a flask of coffee and some sandwiches and sit there on our deck chairs watching the undercarriage of planes <laughs> as they go over us. No, perhaps she wouldn't like that. Watched Margaret Rutherford last night. I was saying to Trish about the podcast episode, all about the old films and the the black and white films, Agatha Christie. And she said, Well let's watch Margaret Rutherford in one of the old black and white films, so we did fantastic. (laughs) I don't know. There's something about the old days. As you know, I don't know why I keep on about it. You know all this. I've told you a hundred times. I just love all this old stuff. Museums, not necessarily museums where you walk in and it's all laid out in glass cabinets or under glass. I like working museums, as you know, such as Amberley. Fantastic to go there. Everything's happening. They've got steam engines running and petrol engines they've got diesel train the small narrow gauge trains from when it was a a sort of lime pit a working lime place and the big lime kilns they're still there it's just nice to look round to see how things were i don't like museums as i say where you walk into a building and everything's on glass shelves and notices on them i like to walk around an actual place where things happened i'm getting a croaky voice again Perhaps I need yet another cup of tea. I can't can't keep drinking tea, can I? Right, I think I'll leave it there. Hope you've enjoyed the episode uh, as much as I've enjoyed recording it. Good fun as always. I love it, as you know. Just to end finally on the weather forecast. (laughs) The sun was out. Now we've got clouds. I don't know. It, It just can't make up its mind. Rain one minute, then sunshine, then rain. As I said, it was beautiful this morning driving to Gatwick. Let's hope that we have a decent... September anyway. Where are we next? September, October, November and then December. Take care. See you on Wednesday for the midweek message. Take care. Bye-bye.